0: Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and a seven-figure coaching business. Now listen, I will keep it all the way real. I will share my top secrets. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it takes to reach ultimate abundance. I believe that you can make an abundant living and become unapologetically successful, going after big business and lifestyle goals while also having fun and making a significant impact in your community and your home. So strap on your seatbelt and watch me challenge you to rise up to the person that you were meant to become. This is the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to a live podcast. And so... I'm super excited. It's been a while that I've went live directly on Instagram, but I thought that because I am just producing a whole lot of epic content and wanting to bring just more information to the platform that I would decide to go live, sometimes on YouTube, sometimes a mixture of both YouTube and Instagram, but today I'm going specifically live on Instagram. So the topic of today's podcast episode is looking at my notes, when do you stop working for free for exposure? And so what I decided to do, and I got like triggered in a positive way from our Dope Therapist Academy community, because one of our students had asked a question in the group, but I'm like, I got so excited. And I was like, oh my God, like this would be an epic podcast episode too. Then I can go deeper with giving her feedback beyond what I can type out. Cause we didn't have a coaching call that week. And so I told my team that I'm going to pay close, close attention To like topics that come up in our community. And if I feel like it doesn't violate the intellectual property of our coaching program, and I feel like this is information that, heck, a lot of people battle with, I'm going to go ahead and make it a public episode. So one of our alumni students had asked a question around at what point or when do you know when it's time to stop giving away free content, especially for exposure. And I'm going to say to take it a step further beyond your mainstream of income. So for example, as a clinical psychologist and therapist business coach, right? But let's just say clinical psychologist, I could use my expertise, which I do, that's other streams of income, but I can use my expertise as being a clinical psychologist and then go out and make a bigger impact and serve more people. I can do groups, I can do community workshops, I can work with churches and do like um, destigmatizing mental health in the church, um, spirituality and mental health. I can go out to schools. I can go to jails, all the places that I've worked. I can pretty much go back there as my own business owner and provide a service. Okay. Okay. So I'm a firm believer that you should use your gifts that you already have and that you know are yours that leads to other streams of income versus you trying to create something from scratch. However, people still will see you as whatever your main title is. So for example, if I go into a live space, like a event space, and people ask me, you know, what do I do? And I say, oh, I'm a clinical psychologist and therapist business coach because I deem that the clinical psychology portion of my title does give more authority to me being a therapist business coach people are though still more intrigued about me being, being a clinical psychologist right so you do want to understand that that it may just be that you also got to just put your brand out there people have to get to know you for this other area that you're tapping into and it's not going to happen overnight even if it still is aligned with the gift that you do with your main stream of income. So full transparency. I have my notes over here because this is usually how I record my podcast episode is just my mic and my computer. But I decided to make this live because one of our students had asked it in our recent call and I wanted to go deeper, but provide more information for anyone else, whether you're a therapist or not, and you are struggling with, I want to get myself out there. I feel like the market is saturated. However, I want to be able to stand out, but I know that some things I may have to start off doing for free, or I may choose to do it for free, but how long is enough? You feel me? And so first things first, um, the goal of this podcast is to determine when to stop giving away your information, your knowledge for free. And I believe that leads to a decision that ultimately depends on a few things. Okay. So it depends on your individual goals as a business owner, like What are your goals? If your goal is to become a keynote speaker and you've never spoke in front of a group of people, well, guess what? You're gonna have to start somewhere, speaking at high school, speaking at college campuses, speaking in a college classroom, speaking online, going live, you have to start um, somewhere. So you have to take into consideration what are your short and long-term goals? And then you also wanna take in consideration your resources. Now, resources to me can be tangible or intangible. So if it's tangible, that can be, Relationships with people, even though that could be intangible too, um, but tangible meaning you can call a person, right? Um, you may be in a circle of people that can put you on a stage. Um, you can have money to invest in getting you help to learn how to speak. Pay to go to Toastmasters, you know, something like that. Um, now, more intangible resources would be, it still would be time, but also it would be. What do you have access to that you can utilize to enhance your your speaking? So for example, I I have a microphone, right? So to me, this is a resource. I had to pay for it, but now I got to use my time. So I'm going to use Instagram. I can't touch Instagram, right? But I'm going to use Instagram to get my message out there, period. Okay, so sometimes we may say, I don't have the money in order to get my name out there, but I'm like, you can build a whole website on social media. Now, do you own social media? Absolutely not. Do you own your owners? No. Do you have a way to contact them if Instagram freezes again? No. So that's why, yeah, you want to save up money, you want to have text marketing, email marketing, or just another platform where you can communicate with your audience. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to put yourself out there. Okay. So I'm going to share with you a total of four main areas. And if you're going to treat this like a workshop, make sure you have your pen and paper. If you're listening to this later, pause it and go get a pen and paper. Okay. But I'm going to cover four particular areas that are common factors for you to consider when you are thinking about stopping giving away services for free right? Um, and granted, you may have to go through this process with every stream of income that you start, okay? So number one is, um, and this is also a statement that a lot of people make, like the market is saturated, aka um, there's too many people doing what you're doing, right? <laughs> so some people may say, well, because of so many people, I'm going to I'm gonna um, stand out because I'm not charging thousands of dollars in the beginning or now, and people want stuff for free. And to, do a, to a degree, that's true. But people also know that during certain, like in certain areas of business, you get what you pay for, right? That's actually a rule in life. You get what you pay for, but it doesn't mean that services can't be free and still be valuable. Like I clearly do free stuff all the time. I mean, <laughs> look at this podcast. I'm not getting paid to be here. This costs resources. I fund my own podcast, I buy my own equipment. I pay out of my business or our company. Um, I pay individuals to edit the audio podcast. I pay for people to edit the video podcast, okay? So I did have to take on the responsibility of, the investment that it takes to give it out. But my biggest thing is I want people who are ready to invest in my services to be well-versed in what I offer, whether it's through a bootcamp or whether it's through a podcast. I have plenty of free content out there that unless somebody just literally stumbled across my stuff just now, and let's just say I was offering something, which I'm not right now, um, like not on this podcast episode, right? It's just information. That would be the only reason why somebody wouldn't know that I have over 300 podcast episodes and a whole lot of videos online, right? So market is saturated. So if there is a high level of competition out there in your market, which means that you have to be clear on what you're offering and who you serve, and that a whole lot of other businesses may be similar to how you, not how you show up, like your personality, but like, what do you offer? You may then, I would suggest that you reassess your approach if it's saturated, right? Reapproach and consider charging for your information. It's not always good to give away stuff for free, even though people think that that's where you need to start. So some questions you want to ask yourself is, do you want to be seen like everybody else, right? Right. So if everybody else is doing stuff for free, do you want to just be in the same lump as them? Because you're just adding to the saturation. Or do you want to give a certain portion away for free, but then the other stuff actually is an investment. And it's an investment because people are getting a ROI back. Every product or service that I offer, there is always a ROI. The ROI can be confidence, intangible. The ROI can be you are now a business owner. It can be you built an operating system, which is the main preface of all of my coaching programs is to help people build a growth and a scalable operating system. But at the end of the day, people are getting an ROI. And so you have to figure out what helps you stand out. And that will take you understanding what your product actually or service does for you know, your population. I don't even want to say general public because you shouldn't be serving the general public. Something else you want to consider is should you pivot how your community tribe members or potential clients see you? So for example, I've had clients where they're like, you know, I'm not um, getting in front of new people. And I'm like, well, where are you at? And they were like, you know, I'm on Instagram every day. And I'm like, well, Instagram only shows the 500 people, no shade, because you could have a thousand people and be a millionaire, you know what I'm saying? So you can have 500 people on your page, but who are they made up of? When was the last time you did an audit of people who actually follow you? And out of the 500, Instagram is only gonna show about two to 5% of those 500, your information. And what if the 500 is of your family and friends because you just converted your personal page over to a business page? And so really think about what you're saying before you... I'm going to say, like, tell yourself you're not successful because you do want to work at showing up differently. And this is where I would say you got to show up with your personality. Like I, along with everybody who watching or listening to this episode, can literally talk about the same thing. I can give you my script. I'm not. But I can give you my script and you can literally read off the paper what I am talking about today today. But to me, what makes me different, and I have clients that outright tell me that and I survey them to ask them. They could have chose from people to coach them, YouTube or books to coach them. They could have did it by themselves. They could have worked with their friends in a Facebook group. They could have went and hired another coach. But what helped me um, set aside from every, or stand out from everybody else is one, my personality is that I'm a giver. I over, over, over. Over deliver to the point where sometimes I got to tell people, yo, don't pay attention to of them bonuses until you're done with X, Y and Z, because then they'll feel like, well, she gave me too much. And I'm like, no, 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 I gave you a, a good amount so that you can like finish what you started because I want to give you the whole picture. Right. So I over deliver Also, I allow my authentic personality to show up online. If I want to dance, I'm going to dance. If I want to have on pajamas with a rag on my head, I'm going to have on pajamas. If I want to be decked out in like a Fendi headband, I'm going to look fabulous, right? But some people want to be so aesthetically pleasing that you look just like every other aesthetically pleasing profile. You don't stand out. Now, I'm I telling you that you need to dance. Absolutely not. You do what you do. For me, dancing brings out my energy and I can get somebody's attention quickly by me knowing how to dance, choosing the trending song that I like to dance to or not, but still putting a message in front of the message, right? So do you is what I'm saying. And I know that we do marketing research and you compare yourself to other people because that's where we start. And I still do marketing research, but don't get marketing research with looking at your competitors as a way to compare yourself and then feel like potentially you got to do as much as they do. Does that make sense? And so some people may say the uh, the market is saturated, hence I got to give away my stuff for free. And I'm telling you, hold your brakes, push your brakes, because sometimes the market may be saturated for too, with too many free people and your stuff is valuable. So be okay with putting a price tag and also be okay with having your investment price tag go up over time as you increase your confidence. Okay, if we really, we ain't gonna go into pricing, that's a whole nother situation, a uh, topic, but a lot of people ask me how much should something cost? I don't know. My biggest thing that I tell my students is what is the value of it? What are they going to get? What is their life going to be like when they get their hands on it? And I'm telling you that if you have an issue with investing in yourself as an entrepreneur, as a boss, as a business owner, what you want to think about is what's going to be on the other side for me, my mindset, my bank account, my business, my lifestyle after I incorporate X. X. Most of the time, people cannot make an investment simply because they see it as an expense. They see it as a dollar sign. They see it as energy or money or a debit card leaving their account and they never can get it back. But that's on you. You choose your ROI. And once you can understand ROI that you give, because always start with you, look at yourself in the mirror, right? <laughs> then I would say, take that same energy and then teach it to your community. So I had to learn how to invest in me first, before I can teach somebody else to invest in themselves. So stop being a hypocrite if that's you, all right? Number two, if we're talking about as well, like when do you stop working for free, you gotta look at cost of production and or delivery, aka time and money, okay? So if, listen to this, if the cost of producing the information exceeds the benefits of giving it away for free, it may be time for you to charge for it. Let me say that again. If the cost of producing the information exceeds the benefits of giving it away for free, it may be time to charge for it. So let me give you some example. I'm gonna give you the podcast example, right? So when I created my podcast, it was purely for mental health providers that I wanted to educate so that they wouldn't make the mistakes that I made in my business. I wanted to shortcut their their delivery to success, right? I just wanted to give away information for free. And I also wanted to test out this market because it was a super, it is a super niche down topic. It's not all service providers. Some of my products are just for mental health professionals. Okay. So I did it purely to build a relationship with people who I've never met in real life. That was it. Right. And that was the same tactic that I took for Instagram. Like, hey, I'm just going to get this free information out here to build my brand so that people can see me as the expert that I am. So that was my mindset around giving away stuff for free. Okay. Now, this also means that our company, your company, will have to fork the bill, as I mentioned earlier. So I pay for my equipment, I pay for the editing, and I have to sit down and record the episodes. Like, I have to carve that into my schedule. So could I charge for my podcast? Y'all who've listened to my podcast or hell, listen to every live that I do, let's be real, put a one in the comment box if you're watching live. Could I technically take my whole podcast or a few, take any of the boot camps that I've done and charge for it? Yes, but why can I do that? Because I'm showing up and I'm adding value. I'm not just shooting the breeze. I'm not just showing up saying, hey, how you doing? Now, may I do that if I'm out in public at a family function? Yeah, we just having fun, dancing, 4th of July or whatever. But that's very rare. I always show up and drop. I don't care if it's unboxing, some lotion. Okay, I will link it to self-care, okay? You will always get some type of valuable content when I open up my mouth, (laughs) okay? So could I charge for it? Yes, why haven't I? This is why. I like to build relationships with you. I like to spend time with you. I know that my products and services are not for the masses. There's people who are following me, who are on my email list, who are not therapists, but they still signed up for stuff and they still get value out of it. Because technically, if you really want to look at the structure of most of my programs and my content, it can actually be applied for any and every business owner. The only twist is my communities are built for therapists And now expanding into certain products and services, healers and other types of like titles for service providers. But if you think about it, I help you build a business plan, but we may talk about some, some ethics stuff in there. So that may not apply, but the general gist of it does. So could I convert all of my products over to being paid right now? I can go into my podcast system and press a button. And make this unavailable or just say, I'm going to create also a paid podcast, but I like building relationships with my community. And that to me is worth way like billions of dollars because someone may not invest in your products or your services right away. It may take them building a relationship with you, even if they have not met you. So that's how I would like you to look at what, like, how far do I go with like offering free services? right? So if I'm new to speaking and I want to go into schools, I may need to hit up a few classrooms for free. Why? Because I need the principal. I need whoever the administrator is who allowed me to come into this campus. I need them to see me as the expert so that when I come with, hey, the next training will be X and X and X dollars um, or an investment or whatnot, they will be able to take my social proof and patterns of how I showed up in the past and say, I'd pay you more than that because you're valued at way more than that. Why? Because they already saw my value, okay? But again, you don't have to start for free, but in this day and age, content is king and queen. So you wanna be able to dish out something so that people can learn how to trust you. But I'm not saying that you have to give away everything. You choose what your end goal is, doing a little coaching here, and then you work backward and you give them a small percentage. So for example, I can do the boot camp for therapists for private practice completely free, or I can charge for it. I've done both. Right. And with the, let's just say the free version, it can be one hour. It can be three days. It could be a whole three weeks. It's up to me, but I know how to draw a line in the sand between what my students are getting in the program and what people are getting away for free. So for example, What I will do in my boot camp is I will help you have a hell of a transformation just by awareness of association with me, right? With doing assessments, seeing where your business is, seeing where your mindset is, giving you workbooks with journal prompts. I'm giving you a transformation. But at the end, you will hear me say every single time, did you know that this was like five to 10% of what people actually get? Because what you're not getting is us in Zoom. What you're not getting is breakout sessions. What you're not getting certain programs have access to live events. What you're not getting is me personalizing coaching for your business. What you're not getting is how to build a full-fledged operating system for a solo practice, group practice, or other streams of income. You're not getting any of that, but I am going to give you a list of things that you need to consider before you jump ship. But I'm not gonna teach you step-by-step step of how to do it. You have to invest in that. So my biggest thing for content is to share things in terms of how I made, or I'm not gonna say mistakes, but learning experiences that I've had as a business owner and how you can maneuver around them. So you still gonna get like a whole lot of free coaching through my content. But if you wanna take that extra step and actually help us help you build your business, then yeah, you gotta invest, right? So I also have to know my audience when you're talking about when should I cut it off for free? I mean, you can't do nothing if you don't even know who you serve. If you're going to just to places talking to people, you don't, you, you may not even come across as valuable because you haven't even polled and surveyed your audience. There's particular things that you even want to inquire about before you go speak, even if it is for free. So for example, I know my audience has invested So much, I'm talking about therapists and people who went to college, right? If I talk about just therapists, I know that that group of individuals went to school K through 12, then they got a master's or a doctorate, which means that they have done no less than about what, 12, 14 years of school, no less than 14 years up to like 25. I also know that they all have accumulated up to or a little bit more than 3,000 hours, primarily working for little to nothing, if not free, right? So I know that my audience has invested time and money into becoming a expert as a mental health provider. I know that, but I also know that my community or people who are my prospective audience, they have not taken the same amount of time to invest in their business. So when we come on live or I do a boot camp, my goal is not to help them proclaim their expertise as being licensed or almost licensed. My role is to highlight that congratulations, you've invested all this time and money into your education and that's awesome. But if you wanna grow a business, if you wanna open one and keep it open and run it legit and let it grow and see it scale, your degree is not going to help you do that. You have to develop, also known as a foreign language, an invisible degree in business. And the way that you're going to do that is to get help, right? So start with these podcast episodes. Start with my YouTube. Start with my boot camps. And if you are ready to then get more help, then you invest. But that's how I draw the line, okay? But it's not like I'm not going to give away information, Okay. I also know that my audience is slow to warm up. So when you're talking about when do I give away stuff for free versus paid, what is the pattern of your audience? Now, you may not know this until after you launch a product or service or open up a practice or something, right? And some of that can be on you. You don't know your market. You don't know how to do messaging. You don't simply know how to talk to your audience. You don't know what their problem is. You don't know how to articulate what you can do for their problem. That's not the client's fault. That's yours, Right, But let's just say you have all that. Now you have to understand that maybe your clientele is slow to warm up. They're not green lighters. They're not just like, boom, I wanna do this. I know that most therapists are yellow and red. There are a few that are green. And what do I mean by that? Green is, these are people who probably already got a business. They've already potentially invested in their business ownership and they are ready to get more help. They're ready to go all in. They're green lighters, right? Then there's a people who are yellow. Um, They are a little more ambivalent. Um, And you want to identify your clients in all these buckets. Like, who do I attract? Who do I want to attract? And so yellow would be, they need to warm up. Because I know that most of my audience is yellow. They know they need help. Because red is, they don't even know where it's a problem. They like, whatever, uh, uh, private practice, just some notes. You feel me? And so I know that I attract more yellow. So if I know that, I know that producing valuable content for free and diversifying the way that I show up with my content will actually help my audience if they do wanna make a decision to move forward with me, they would have already felt like they know me and they can trust me because they're listening to my voice all the time, okay? So beyond understanding like the general cost in production and understanding your audience with a slow to warm up, because that may mean you may need to do more stuff for free, is that you also need to budget for what has to be done. So if you got to drive somewhere, how much is that going to cost your gas tank? If I am recording podcasts, how many podcasts am I recording a month and am I willing to pay for that out of my company's pocket? Because there's no money coming directly into the podcast. I don't have sponsorships right now from other people, right? Um, As I mentioned, I also have to pay for the people to do the podcast editing, video editing, upload it to YouTube, do SEO for YouTube, or pay for a system that does SEO if I don't know how to do it. I have somebody on my team who tracks my stats and then we talk about it in the team meeting. All that stuff costs money. Podcast is not for free and it may look fun, but it's work because you have to have a good message, okay? Um, Your mindset needs to be in a place where you're okay with giving a certain amount away for free, but you have to also listen to your intuition. Hey, I probably should stop right here and this is actually a full-fledged program. This is a masterclass. This can be a, a a book, you know? I've I've actually had people in my programs that actually have taken stuff that they put on Instagram and made it a book. And I just told them, I got an ADM, and I'm like, girl, you know this should be a book, right? And it was our, one of our DTA students, and she was in our mastermind at the time. And she was like, people already seen it on Instagram. I said, yeah, yo, people, everybody ain't seen it. And she said, well, what am I supposed to do with the posts? Back then, they didn't have archive. I'm like, delete them, do something, remove them. <laughs> They were already in a format. I said, just put them on Canva, have a graphic designer, like make it bigger for a book. She launched the book in like a couple of weeks. I'm like, boom, there you go. Social media content turned into a paid product. Put a one if you like, dang, I want that. Well, guess what? Sometimes the only way you will get there, I'm going to say all the time is if you test stuff out, which means that you may got to do a little for free, even if it's just producing free content. So you gotta know how much it's gonna cost you in time and in money. Um, number three, are you adding value? So if you have established a strong brand for yourself, right, and a reputation for yourself, and you know your target audience that you're serving, and you know how to add value, now it's time that you can charge for it. So this is what we've been waiting for for this whole podcast episode. When is enough enough? Well, the question is, are you confident with telling people how much you charge? Because there's no point in saying, oh, I'm gonna charge $500 an hour. And then the first person you talk to, you end up charging them $25. Like what was the whole point of you building up your confidence to then let it go away? You gotta practice. Practice doesn't make perfect. It, it makes you more knowledgeable. It makes you more comfortable. It, it gets you ready to be in the game. So one thing that I share with my community is I tell them, and I'm telling y'all right now, anytime I say I'm doing something for the first time or this might be my last time, you may wanna go ahead and get up on it if it aligns with what you need. I don't just want you to get it just to get it because you got FOMO, okay? But usually if it's something that's continuous, like a course or a masterclass or a coaching program, and I am saying that, hey, you are my first cohort, odds are, you're probably gonna get a super great deal, whether it is a pricing deal or a bonuses deal, or you get me on Zoom and nobody else does because it's no longer live. These are things that you can do to add value. But again, you got to start somewhere. So you may start off saying, I just want to record something Zoom and I want y'all to show up so I can have energy while you're there because I want to record it live. All right, cool. Have a masterclass. Then once you have the masterclass, you're going to get feedback, right? And let's just say you do it for free right here, like on Instagram or something, right? Or on Zoom. Um, make sure that you um, work your way up is what I'm saying when you charge, because I always tell my clients, one of the like worst things you can do is say that, Oh, my product is 1997, like $1,997. Right. And then because you don't feel confident or people didn't sign up in the time span that you wanted them to all of a sudden, like, I don't know, two weeks later, um, maybe the next day, maybe for black Friday, cause it's next Friday. But what you can do is you can work your way up, right? So I I wouldn't prefer you to work your way down. So I would rather you start at, let's just say $1,000, and then you work your way up to $1,500, or you just go straight for the jugular and go for $1,997. The bottom line is you have to be confident in your pricing, okay? And you have to be able to articulate the value that you're giving other people with the pricing, okay? It has to make sense, So how do you add value? I'm just gonna give you these, take note of these and try them out and get in the DM and let me know if they work. So um, one, you can survey your audience and talk directly to them. So sometimes you may hear me, see me surveying my audience and maybe on a live session, it may actually be um, through a survey. I'm about to actually text out probably this week or next week, a survey um, asking about streams of income. But I I'd always like to hear where my potential or current clients are and what they need. Because the last thing I want to create is a product or service that don't nobody want. Like that's where business owners also make the mistake. Like, I think it's good because I needed it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like if other people don't see that they need it, you actually need to do more valued content around helping them see what they may need. You know, you're, you're spending all your time and focus creating a whole online course and you're creating it and you ain't had nobody pay for it. Like that is a waste of your time. OK, so survey your audience and talk to them. Um, also, would they actually pay for what you have or would they actually want it for free? Like, is it valuable enough for them to pay for it, even if it's five dollars? Um, maybe free is where you start, but keep in mind, that's not where you end. And I think that that's where some people's mindset needs to go. Just because you start for free, doesn't mean you end for free. Just because you talked over here for free, don't mean you got to give all their friends and their organization something for free. So one little coaching tip that I give my community is, um, if you let's just say if it's a friend that puts you on, you know, and you just want to out of respect, just like do it for free and it'll give you some social proof. That's cool. But make sure you tell your friend, hey, girl, like, you know, you know that this is for you just for this one time free of charge. But typically this is how much it would be. Right. So that's something that you want to put in terms of boundaries because you don't want people to just be passing around your name and thinking away that you're going to give away stuff for free. That's out, right? Also, when you do talk for free, you can treat it as social proof for you to get feedback on your teaching style, on your coaching style, on and it could be one-on-one or in a group or in person or online through a workshop, but you never want to speak for free and not do a survey. I don't care if you're on a, um, like a a panel of speakers, like you speak 30 minutes and then somebody else speak Ask somebody, can you send out a survey? Okay. Um, last one is confidence. So that one was, how do you add value? Talk to your audience, but you got to know who your audience is. And then just make sure that you, you switch your mindset to I'm doing it for a temporary period of time. And my goal is to get feedback from people so that I can perfect my message. Okay. Um, number four is confidence. So Are you giving it away during like a beta process? Because a beta process is, you know, it's either going to be free or lower than your original amount, but your goal is to just get people's feedback, right? That's a beta launch. So are you doing a beta launch and you're going all in? Or are you just like really lackadaisical and saying, oh, you know, I'm going to have a masterclass, I don't know, next Thursday, like, first of all, you don't even look confident. You don't even look like the expert. You just look like you're just doing something. Like, just go live. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't charge nobody for it because you're not even serious, okay? So a beta launch is testing out a product or service before fully putting it into the marketplace, right? So the way that you build up your confidence, one is beta launch, um, meaning don't build it um, until you get butts in seats. So like, if you're launching a coaching program, make sure that you practice getting your messaging out there talk to people, get a few coaching clients and get feedback, right? And then incorporate and implement that feedback. So beta test it, kind of like a focus group, like figure it out before you build out the whole program. I always say the worst thing that you could do is like, pre-record all these videos, you ain't got no feedback, you don't even know if your messaging is clear, you don't know if you're giving too much or too little information. In and of course, and then you sit in the closet or in your office, you build it all the way out and then you realize that something is missing and or the name don't even match. Like you the program, like you got to re-record everything. Like what was the point of that? Right? So, do a beta test on any product or service that you offer. Also, Um, When you build up your confidence in the beginning, like I said, the product or service may cost less, less for somebody to invest in it. But over time, by you getting social proof by somebody believing in and seeing transformation from your product or service, the feedback is going to take you very far simply because now you can incorporate that feedback. All right. Hold on. Let me just tell you all a little sidebar since we live. He went to Best Buy trying to get our TV mounted one and my mom bought me. And they're saying he said it would be cheaper to buy a new TV here and then get the TV installed for free. How about you just charge me for the installation and come install this TV? How about that? (laughs) Like, I ain't got time to be bamboozled. We got a brand new TV. Why would we buy another one? No, like irresponsible. Anyways, um, lastly about confidence, y'all, is you can revamp whatever feedback you get from free or low cost in the beginning of your stream of income for the next group of individuals. So never feel like it has to be exactly the way that you see it at the end, whatever the end may be, because I don't think there ever is an end. You're always enhancing your product or service, but whatever picture you have in your mind, you always wanna note that there's always going to be enhancements because you always are gonna receive feedback from your clientele, okay? So ultimately, the decision to stop giving away information for free should be based on careful consideration of your business goals, resources, including time and money, and also the marketing conditions. Marketing conditions right now, because we are technically in a season where it's inflation. I don't even want to say certain words, right? But bottom line is there's still money floating around. Like Amazon ain't hurting. They may be laying people off, but people might stop buying. People still at the mall. People still at Disneyland. You know what I'm saying? Like we just bought season passes. It was still crowded. So clearly everybody ain't hurting. So for people to say the market is saturated, I got to give it away for free because people aren't willing to pay. Maybe the question you should be asking yourself is how can I better market what I offer? And is there something that I need to make better for people to understand what I offer? And do they need what I have, Right. It also may be helpful for you to experiment with different pricing models um, and gather feedback. Now, I'm not saying offer your product for 100 bucks here, 500 bucks here. I would just say start off small and just build your way up with your confidence and find your sweet spot. That's what I did with all my programs. And I'm like, this amount is cool. Like I'm good until I start adding bonuses and stuff. And then once I start adding bonuses, then I'm like, oh yeah, no. Like I don't, I don't up level this whole program. The alumni may maybe good. They ain't got to pay an extra. But people who are coming in new, they actually have to pay for all the upgrades. But then when other stuff is added, they don't have to pay for the upgrade. And that's just the way that we roll with um, alumni. So um, as you, if you have any questions live, if you have them on the podcast, um, you can tap into my DM. Um, Sometimes, depending on your questions, I'll make them a whole podcast episode. Um, I love doing that, but you just got to be as specific as possible. I will say that if you like this episode, I will be recording more Audio version, some video, and then some Instagram live. Um, Just stay connected on Instagram, get into the DM. I don't do like coaching in the DM. I don't offer one on one coaching. Um, Our private practice program is closed, but I do have something, some information dropping by the end of this week, but it's not going to happen until March. And so if you like this information and you want to continue conversations around expanding your business beyond um, serving individuals one on one, then you definitely want to stay tuned. Um, for what we have coming up now. For for those of you who've been following me for a while, it's not a secret. We have a in-person event coming up at the end of the year. It's a two-day event where you'll get the opportunity to meet with other business owners. You will be able to talk about streams of income. You will learn how to launch streams of income. You will learn how to create content for that stream of income that you chose, because we're going to make you choose one. You'll be able to meet up with us before the event online to build out your product suite. You will either be able to attend that live or get the recording of it, depending on when you buy your ticket. But I will tell you that the offer that we have right now, in which we brought back the early bird special, it will be ending at the end of March and so I'm letting you know by the third week of March I'll give you the exact date on March 26th it will be expired which means that it will expire on like Thursday night on March 25 um, March 25th. So if you want to attend the conference and you're a um, mental health provider, you are a, a service provider, you are a healer and you are ready to take your business um, to the one to many version and you want to meet in person to help us jump, uh, a jumpstart your scalability, then I would highly recommend that you check out the link in my bio. All you have to do is go to drtk.com forward slash links. The link always stays in the link in my bio on Instagram, as well as in the show notes on all of my podcasts. But if you ever want to know what's happening in terms of like workshops and masterclasses, in-person events um, or coaching programs for that matter, you can always check out that link and it will always let you know what is coming up. So more podcasts to come. Thank you so much for tuning in live. Thank you for all of the podcast listeners. Please share this episode with, or video with one or two therapists or providers or healers that you know, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye